Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is from 2 Corinthians chapter 12. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul puts his own story in the third person. If you listen to the text earlier, he speaks of another man who went into heaven. Paul is in some sense, I think, afraid to talk about himself and boast in this action because every time he's thought well of it, it seems the devil has sent another thorn for him. It's almost like we see the apostle thinking he might get jinxed by speaking positively of these experiences. He says all kinds of things like, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. There are lots of caveats, lots of things where he says, well, here's a distinction or something I can't really understand, but it's plain he's talking about himself because then he talks about the consequences and how the consequences have affected him. It reminds me of other mountaintop experiences. Have you remembered Elijah? He goes up Mount Carmel. He gets to mock the prophets of Baal and Asherah and all the other people of the false gods of his time. Jezebel loses badly the prophetic contest. And then... He goes to the wilderness and is fed by an angel. He's told to rise and eat because the journey will be too much for him. And then he hears that Jezebel has promised to take his life within one day. Thirty days later, he's up on the mountain of the Lord grousing that things are going badly when in reality, he's still alive, isn't he? Jezebel didn't get her way. And then, of course, there's an earthquake and a fire and a big wind, but that's not where God is. He has to listen for that still, small voice that tells him 7,000 have been reserved, and he doesn't have to worry about it. I kind of think Elijah was a Lutheran about this, you know. Grousing about things when things are going very well is one of our traits. How many of us don't have enough food to eat? When I was in the Philippines, some of the pastors were making $10 a week. How many of us anticipate that for our first call or receive it now here at the seminary? Students receive $35 a month for a food budget. 
So they pooled their resources and ate communally. Actually, they really liked it when I showed up because they got more money because all my breakfast allotments went to them for uh, their eating, and so they got quite a bit more to eat, which was really insane. I was kind of like, well, let's cut this back. But then they said they were getting grant money for it, and if I didn't eat, they didn't get the money. So they appreciated the fact I was eating there. But we tend to dwell on these, these problems and issues. Well, what's Paul's existential problem? He's got that thorn in the flesh. doesn't specify what it is. He says it's a messenger from Satan. And Paul prays three times. Now, that seems to be a lot for Paul. Paul seems to think the first time ought to get it done. He's not one of these folks who thinks that, you know, you get more power out of more prayers, just praying over and over again. Nor is he one of these folks who thinks that if you prayed one that, once, that's enough. Right? He prays three times, and the Lord answers and tells him, my grace is made perfect in weakness. Now, I think we're pretty good at getting this part right because, you know, we're into the cross. We like the cross, and the cross is really, really a good way of viewing this because remember the Messiah who went to the cross, he didn't have any advantages at the cross, did he? He was there to suffer and to die for us. He had sort of thrown off all of his uh, great advantages. God was hanging on the cross, but it was a God who had chosen to submit himself for our sakes to weakness and death. And so we see through the cross many things in life, but then sometimes I think we lose the resurrection because we don't see the victory. I don't know about you, but I like to grouse about my weaknesses. To me, it seems a bit strange, a bit disingenuous for Paul to boast about his weaknesses. doesn't seem quite Lutheran. But you know, that's what Paul would have us do. Paul would have us experience the weakness, experience the difficulty, the hardship, whatever it is, then he would have us say, that is not the last word. That is not the final say. That is not the last thing there is in this uh, way of thinking of things. No, we need to be a little more like the apostles in Acts who when they were pushed to the wall and had difficulties, found a place to boast that they were worthy to suffer for the name. So I got some suggestions for you. When your uh, salary is reduced because of increased Concordia benefit plans, rejoice and boast. You will suffer a little bit more. And when the financial aid is cut a little bit, let's find a way to turn that around on the devil and boast in it too. Yes, you can feel that pain. There is pain associated with that. But God is a great God and will take care of us. Our problems are nothing like the problems of some others. We need to find that victory. We don't need to be phonies or fakes. 
We need to go through the cross, but then we need to also see that resurrection. We could also go into the story of Jonah a little bit. (laughs) Just remember Jonah. That guy, I think he had it all wrong. So he goes to the wrong place, and God takes him, you know, throws him in the water by making the fishermen afraid, or the sailors afraid. He throws him in the water. Some fish, a high-speed fish, takes him over to Nineveh, right? He ends up over in Nineveh, and, and, you know, I mean, the testimony must have been great. This guy goes barfed up on shore, and, oh, king, you should listen to him. And so he's there, and he preaches the word, and everybody repents. It's the most successful preaching ever. Highest to lowest, greatest to smallest, everyone repents in sackcloth and ashes. And what does he do? He complains. He says, Lord, I didn't get to see them burned up. Or any real prophet calls down fire from heaven. What's the matter with you, Lord? I knew you would have mercy. I made this trip for nothing. And God says, my mercy is what it's all about. You've got it all wrong. Now, we too see things through the cross. We see things through Christ and Him crucified. But we also need to see things through the resurrection, through the great gifts that God has given, through the great resources that He supplies so that in our hardships and weaknesses, we do not have to despair, but rather rejoice. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.